Welcome to the Possibility Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Knight. In this podcast, I explore what it means to be alive on the earth today amidst our climate crisis. And for me, that means getting very curious about all of this possibility that we carry around inside us. What if we could harness this and put it towards finding balance again and creating a better, more sustainable future? Today, I am really excited. I have with me Karen Lanou. Karen is an executive success coach. Uh, She uses the tool of law of attraction. I came across Karen several years ago when I was listening to a podcast and the podcaster happened to be interviewing her. And pretty much everything this woman said just made me expand. And I finished listening to the interview and I thought, well, if I've learned anything from that podcast, it's that I'm to trust these feelings of expansion. So I should probably reach out to her. And it led then in my reaching out led to a wonderful um, working relationship. I learned a lot from Karen and my life and my business um, kind of took off actually since I since I worked with her and I still use her tools today. So I reached out to Karen quite recently because where we are at now in the world, we kind of need all the help that we can get. And law of attraction may be one of the tools that we can use to get to where we need to get to. Um, So Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome, Sarah. It's great to be here with you. How fun to do a podcast with you. (laughs) I know, this is so great. One of the things that we talked about that you helped me actually bring out uh, three years ago when we worked together, what do you want to do? And I thought, oh yeah, that podcasting thing, I think maybe I'd like to do that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so wonderful. So look, um, can we just start from the beginning for people that are not familiar with Law of Attraction? Can you just tell me a bit about what this is and kind of how it works? Sure. Um, basically, on its very basic level, love attraction is like attracts like. So things of like energy will attract things of like energy. Um, and everything is energy, right? So, so we are all made up of, of energy mo- molecules uh, uh, which are vibrating. And, and so we're, this is a vibrational universe that we live in. Um, and so at a, at the very base level, that's what that is, is, is just, again, we are always attracting, whether we know it or not, we always have, we always will. And so um, it, the, the key in how I work with people is that I talk about mindset more now, because I think for a lot of people that kind of resonates better for them, but um, because really what it is, is mindset is actually making sure that you are deliberately creating the things that you want in your life. And so when we do that, when we become aware of that, uh, we can then be in choice to make, uh, to make choices that actually, again, you know, create quantum leaps in people's lives. So, yeah. Beautiful. You know, it's because before I worked with you, I think what I, my understanding of law of attraction, I was like, what is this? Like, do we actually have the power to shape the universe? You know, that when we put our sights on something, does everything then kind of morph around us to make it happen? And what working with you, I realized was no, like, 
that we're not shaping the universe, but rather we're taking the blinders off. Like you said, changing our mindsets, opening up our our vision um, to what's really possible. And then all the tools that you helped me use were like, okay, well, what are all the things that are in the way for us getting to where we really want to get to and actually what's possible, where, where the universe wants us to get to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we limit ourselves dramatically. And so, um, you know, and it's it just we come by that naturally in terms of just that, you know, our upbringing and just the society we live in uh, and all the things that are kind of affecting us, the things that we hear. And so we tend to, to, to have, live much smaller lives than we could. And so that's my role is to actually start to peel back those limitations. Um, and so then again, the things that you want, the things that you want and uh, that you want in your life already exist. They already exist in the universe. They already exist around us. We just aren't witness to them at this moment. So, um, and so just by doing this, that's what allows it to do is, is to witness that. Oh, I love that. I, you know, if you had said those words before, I don't know that I was in the place to catch them. You know, the things that we, the things that we want, that we deeply desire are already present. We're just not witnessing them. That's a beautiful way to put it. And, you know, so on that question, the, 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 this question of want and of desire, you know, I think that, um, part of the conundrum that we now find ourselves in is having to face the fact that what we have wanted on an egoic level has kind of led us into a bit of a mess and maybe has been a little bit disconnected from what it is that our spirits really want. And I don't think those two, like I, I don't think that wanting something, and I really got this from working with you too, wanting something on a spiritual level doesn't mean denying ourselves of physical pleasure and, and abundance on the material plane, but it's, it's what drives what we manifest. Can you comment on that a bit, you know, on, on, on how you work and the level on which you're working? Because for me, it really felt like you were talking to my spirit. What does my spirit desire? What do I want on that level? And then abundance is just going to follow. Can you comment on that a bit? Sure. Well, yeah, it's, it's funny because, um, when people come to work with me, they're, they're a little bit surprised because they just think, you know, they're going to get a promotion or they're going to make more money or, you know, these things. And that's certainly those things happen without a doubt. I also then dig in also to kind of make sure that the things that people want actually are the things that they want and not something that they think they should have. Right. Like for instance, for me, you know, my, you know, my twenties, you know, going into my first marriage was really, it's like, Oh, cool. well, I've got to, you know, graduate. I've got to then go to, you know, go to college. I've got to, um, you know, get a great job. Um, find, you know, have, I was, I married my high school sweetheart. So, you know, so marry my high school sweetheart, you know, buy a house, you know, you have the white picket fence and the kids. Well, we never got that far. <laughs> married him but then the, you know the house and the white and then the kids that you know it's like there was a point where I kind of went why am I doing this mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's the it's that kind of uh, level of desire where we're 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 just going on rote we're just going on you know a, a subconscious level just saying okay this is what I'm supposed to do and so that's where I'm going to go uh, that's what I'm going to do and then that's why you know there's so many people that at some point in their life they kind of go because they've done that all their life. And all of a sudden they, they wonder, why am I doing this? And so 
I help to actually break that down and make sure that the things that they desire are actually things that they desire. What I find is a lot of people really do desire some really amazing things, but they don't give themselves permission for it. They, they just think, oh, that's too big or who am I? Really, it's like the who am I to want this? Who am I to think that I could do anything about this or I, I should have this desire? I should actually just, I'm lucky to have what I have. And so, you know, but there's a but there's this there there's this deeper um, this this deeper drive and so that's where we, I like to tap into so it, it really does become kind of a spiritual uh, more of a spiritual journey um, and and it's not that anything that I ever thought of, of of being either but that's really that's where we tap into is just at a deeper level. Wow, I really like where you took that answer, you know, I, I mean, I really got that out of the work, but that, you know, often our deepest desires, actually, or maybe all the time are actually on 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 the right track. That's how spirit communicates us through the feeling of desire. But sometimes it can be really hard to separate the desire from the shoulds and the shouldn'ts and, and our desire for belonging and value and all of this kind of stuff that we perceive that we'll get when we meet other people's expectations. Um, yeah, I, I, I love that. It was quite, um, quite profound for me. I think one of our first questions, what you asked me was, you know, not what, what do I want? How do I, how do I see myself? It wasn't anything about, you know, what I want it to look like in the physical world. You said to me, how do you want to feel? And I loved that question because that's where that's that's it's the level of feeling that desires really communicate um, to us through. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, on that level, actually, on the level of feeling, I think what is happening around the world now with climate change, um, this is a, a global crisis. You know, one that we are in the global north. Um, are managing to stay a little bit separate from, although less and less all the time as we are affected by floods and forest fires and, and heat waves. Um, but still, it's the global south that are um, really feeling the impacts of climate change already and have been a lot more profoundly, and it's set to, to, to go that way. So, you know, we're being asked to maybe in thinking about the direction that we want our lives to go, what we are willing to do, what we're willing to sacrifice, how we're willing to change the our, the course of our lives, as to use an awful lot of compassion. And, you know, maybe take off the blinders to the fact that we're not on this planet alone, that there are people here who really are impacted by our, by our actions. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, in this in this level of 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 want um, and and desire and maybe how we hope that tapping into our deepest desires will result in in a comfortable life on the physical plane do you think that we may have to change what it is that we are going for and are you seeing are you seeing that um, in people that come to you now? Are people able to look a little bit more broadly um, and with a little bit more compassion than they used to be able to? Oh well, that, that's a that's a great question. I, I would find for the most part, I just attract people who would be compassion. You know, would have that level of compassion, anyways. And so, uh, what I'm what I'm 
finding encouraging and I don't know that the pace will go is, is going fast enough, but on, on the other hand, it's going to be what it is, right. Is, is, um, is that, uh, there are, I think I saw something today where, um, you know, you can now have solar roofs, um, you know, solar roofs that will, will cost the same as just putting a regular roof on, which I think is amazing. I think it's great. Right. So, so those kinds of things like, okay, well those may, those bringing the cost down. Um, why wouldn't you choose those things instead? Right. I think that's just, people are asking for more. And I think, again, just in terms of law of attraction, people want, people are asking for different things than they were asking for before. So they do want, um, they do want uh, clean water. They do want clean air. They do want uh, uh, to, to live in a, a healthy atmosphere and they do want their neighbors to be happy, right? And, and so I think there is that asking for that change and for that change that, okay, there is this recognition of global warming or, or climate change. And, um, and so the people are asking for those solutions um, and I think that desire again, and, and, you know, you talked about feeling because feeling really is the energy that's that, that it's, it's a vibe, it's a vibrational, it's electromagnetic, right? And so it's vibrational. And so the more that we have this feeling that, oh, wow, this is really important. And though, and, and therefore those solutions will come, um, and, it is, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of even like recycling. I remember, you know, years ago, um, recycling, nobody recycled, right? Like nobody had the recycling boxes in their house or some people did. And, and, and there, you know, some of us kind of thought, I'm never going to do that. Right. Like that's just takes a lot of work. Right. Uh, cause then they truck it down to a recycling depot, but now, but then there was just a, you know, it's like almost overnight there was like a shift. And I know for the people who were wanted this to happen much earlier, it never, it wasn't, it was like taking forever, but then all of a sudden it was like this, I think there was even like an Oprah thing, right? You know, she just had this impact and all of a sudden, boom, oh yeah, we should be doing this. And I think that will continue to occur because that is just, you know, in terms again of law of attraction, that's just the way it works. There, there will be this wave, right? Where it starts out, you know, there's one person that, that has this desire and then another it passes on and passes on. It's like a virus, right? And until it just, you know, takes us all over and it's a good virus. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yes. I love what you said, you know, first of all, that you started off with what is obviously true. I mean, you are by law of attraction, you're only going to attract the people that want to work on the same level that you do. So those that are already thinking um, bigger than themselves, those that are already kind of have a compassionate um, point of view and are coming from that place. But a part of my intention with this podcast is, yes, let's let's absolutely focus on possibility, but also with a big, like, it completely within reality. And so I don't know where this question is going to go with you right now, but I would love to just address head on that, yes, maybe we can, again, just keep on getting on to this buzz of, yes, this is more important, and yes, we want these things, and, but... We also are living in a way that is way beyond the means of our planet. I mean, in Canada, probably using the estimates I've heard are about four Earths is what, you know, the average Canadian uses. We are four using four times as much as what is actually sustainable. Our lifestyles and our consumption patterns are way beyond the possibility of this planet to be able to, to sustain us. And so, you know, practically, what maybe do we have to look at 
sacrificing? You know, how might the deep desires of the spirit still keep coming forward in a way that may not result us in in being able to, you know, have a uh, a two-person, 4,000-square-foot house, you know, or everybody in the family gets to drive a great big SUV, or, yeah, every year I throw away all my clothes and I, and I buy all new ones. So, you know, what is, the, what is the balance there? Did we ever really desire those things? Are we making a shift away from that? Because I think we, yes, great to think that, that you know, we can, you know, just have new technologies and still keep on enjoying the lifestyles that we have. But without a doubt, we're going to have to sacrifice and change our mindsets a bit. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I, I, I think so too. And, I, and you know, as much as, as, as millennials are derided, I think they, you know, they, they, I think there is a shift in them. I think there's a shift in youth, right? That they, they see this, um, they see some changes and, and the changes that are needed. And so, um, so, but again, as, as, as human beings, it is just, we're always looking for more creation. And so again, it's just, I think, podcasts like this and and just more ideas about okay what does that look like what does that what can that be and how can you actually expand and 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 um desire to create because that's what we do we're creative beings what what is it that you want to create so if in your home or the things that you want and from spirit um i think that we'll still want to still expand, right? That's just, in, and create. But I think those things will change every time. I think, again, they, one, they'll probably, they just have to, right? <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I think, you know, until you kind of get smacked in the face with things, um, you know, we don't, people don't change. And that's at all levels, right? That's the, you know, for the personal, for the, the again, the people I work with, for the most part, they come to me often before they get really smacked. You know, it's like, you know, it's like, I think I heard this from Oprah where, you know, she said, God will, you know, kind of start hitting you with pebbles and then like stones and then, you know, rocks. And then it's, you know, when you get hit in the, you know, with a brick, right? Like that's when you wake up, right? My aim is to kind of hit people before they, you know, before we get hit by a brick and fall over, right? But, um, and I think, those things are happening where we're, we, you know, we're noticing the, we're noticing the stones and ideally we're not, we won't get hit by the brick. Right. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and um, just to see and choose different options. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, I think it did actually. And it's, it's interesting. Maybe you, you just helped me see something that I've been a little bit blind to um, part of what I know this experience is doing for me getting really really present to the urgency of this is that my listening skills are getting better and better and better every day and so you know what I'm you're talking about the pebbles and the pebbles the stones the boulders the you know whatever the increasing I feel like as I'm getting more and more tuned in and as I as I spend more time paying attention to what's actually important I'm starting to feel smaller and smaller pebbles and maybe that's actually 
what you're saying is the possibility in all of this now that as we're all been kind of climate change is the brick and it's you know it's it's smacking us awake and as we wake up maybe the very act of that is allowing us to kind of okay I'm I see it I'm I'm listening I'm here like what's happening here and maybe it's that very act that allows us to start to feel the the smaller stones and the and the pebbles and maybe people are are doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, look, I, I moved from a, a location um, within the province here where uh, we moved because every summer there was a fire. I mean, I, I think this summer was oh, there was like so so many fires that it, the the area was smoke ridden all summer long, and that was the place that to, to me that was a place to live because I love the warm summers, I love the lake, all those kinds of things. But they were becoming less enjoyable, and actually, where we lived, you know, it was only a matter of time before the fires showed up at our door, right? And so we did, we made the decision to move here to the island for a couple of things. One, mostly because there's rarely snow here, and you know, I'm not a snow lover, but. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but uh, you can see the effects here too, right? So, uh, you know, there's the, you know, the arbutus trees are, are, are dying, right? And uh, there's some kind of fungus, I think. And so, and you can, and is that, is that part of climate change? I imagine so, right? Um, so there's those things where you kind of start to, again, be aware and, and see these things and, it's drier here. We lived here 20 years ago and the climate is not the cha- not the same as it was. It was cold here when we lived here before, right? And now it's as hot as it is as it uh, as it was in the interior, you know, where you know we had very hot summers. So um so you can see the changes. So then you I think to me, again personally, it's just you have to start taking you start noticing that and and saying okay what can I do about this in my small way right so yeah and I and I you know I love that I think that's where your work kind of really intersects um the the global picture and the personal picture you know this because again as we notice these things that are happening around us and start asking the question one question that you taught me I told you that before we recorded I use all the time is what would it take you know what would it take to xyz I love that question but as we start to notice these things and as we start to feel them and we say oh I I, I love those trees you know this is this is important to me and what can I do and what's my role here and I think that's where your the work that you do is really really important because I think if we are alive on the planet at this time we have a role to play and you don't actually have to necessarily care about climate change whatever whatever the stone or the brick is that gets you awake asking that question what's my role here is a big part of the solution can you do you agree can you talk about that a bit oh yeah I, well again i think it's we all have uh we all have a purpose right and so um that um we chose that i i believe that we chose to come here and fulfill i i here's my my own personal belief but it's just i believe we've been here lifetime after lifetime after lifetime and so we keep coming back because it's a fun game right it may not feel fun <laughs> at times but it's like you can't you can't you, 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 you uh when you step back out and you kind of go oh how did i miss that okay i want to go back in <laughs> so yeah so we come in with this purpose and um to me again it's just allowing it and i think that we need to uh, to learn to trust that 
what that purpose is and to, and so for some people like yourself is to bring awareness to this topic, right? Um, in the wonderful way, in the healing way that you do, right? And so, um, so maybe that's your purpose. Maybe that's all your, your full purpose, but I think there's all kinds of other purposes that, you know, fall in there as a mom, as a wife, there's, there's all kinds of things that we have that actually also, um, uh, uh, fulfill. It's just, again, allowing yourself to do that. Right. And so, and again, for, and to be okay with what your purpose is. Right. So, uh, you know, I have friends who, um, you know, they don't see anything. They they've have had families. You know, they work on their family farm, or or whatever. They just and that's been their purpose, right? And so and and they keep thinking, well, it should be bigger than this. Well, that's pretty big in itself, right? So, um, uh, so that's okay. It's again, what brings you joy? What brings what makes you feel really good? That's the that's the the path to follow and allow yourself to follow that. Yes. So that's, I mean, the, the, the desires that you tap into, you know, clearing the shoulds and the shouldn'ts, separating them from the desires, using joy is what you just said to kind of follow those. And then that is actually where your purpose lay. Did I understand you correctly? Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Joy and desire is the pathway to purpose. Yeah, yeah. totally. Totally. Can I, I'm just going to change tack slightly. We, um, Again, before we started recording, we just, um, I asked you briefly about something that I'd heard on another podcast, um, Project Drawdown, uh, which is a project to look at, okay, so this is what's happening. This is where we need to get to, you know, net zero by 2050 to avoid some pretty catastrophic climate change so how do we do that what are the big hitters what are the, the the policies and the practices that we can put in place on a global a political level that are really going to have a big impact on climate change and one of the one of the um items closest to the top were about women, about educating women and about providing them with contraception. And what the um, the speaker had to say about this, well, women play a huge part in innovation. And that's what we need right now. We know that, you know, if we threw everything in that we already know how to do, we still wouldn't meet the targets we need to meet. We need to do things that we don't know how to do yet. Right. And so giving women the education, first of all, to, to to participate in innovation, and then also the life ability. I mean, yes, for some women, it's absolutely their purpose to um, to do the very hard job of, of providing a family and sustaining a family. And for other women, it's not. And to give women the choice, well, I'm, I'm going to choose to do that or I'm not going to choose to do that is, a, is also a big part part of the solution. So I know you work a lot with with women. What do you see there as the as women's role in creating a more sustainable future right now? I typically I mean I think the, the what's been found over and over again kind of drawing on what you just said is that when women um women it's not that it's not that women uh, are not after power. They, they just don't deal with power in the same way that men do, right? Uh uh and I think that is mostly because women we have been taught and or again, it's innate in us to look after others. And so when we want to, when we foster that and we foster women and empower women to do 
more at higher levels in in business and politics and um, in government and in, in their in their communities they're going to be more community minded overall the more that we empower women the more that we give them the tools to rise and to have their voice and to um, and to have uh, the ability to be have more impact in the world we will all um, we will all benefit from that um, so yeah Absolutely. A really important point. I mean, I found it interesting when I when I heard about New Zealand um, passing this law to reach net zero carbon emissions by 2050, that the prime minister of New Zealand right now is a woman. And you're right, women are, it's not that women don't want power. And it's not that men aren't caring and compassionate, you know, but it's that women are more wired to take care of other people and men are more wired to move in a forward direction and to think about how to lead from a perspective of how will this tribe grow and prosper? How will my tribe grow and prosper? And unfortunately, um, decreasingly, our uh, definition of tribe has been um, inclusive. Tribe is is becoming much and much more limited until now. I think what tribe actually means is kind of me and my family. <laughs> and that's the problem with, with, with power is that it's no longer a big kind of inclusive. How are we going to grow and, grow and prosper and, and thrive here? And so I love what you said, as we empower, empower women, educate them, give them the, the choices in all ways as to whether or not to, to have a family, is that a part of your purpose or not, and, and help women um, get into positions of, of political power and help them to become change makers. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's beautiful. And do you, do you work with men too? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And and I look there. Yes, and there are so many men that are um, are in this vibe, right? And so um, it's it's also just it's empowering them as well to uh, take those steps forward and be and follow that energy as yes. well. Yeah. Yes, totally. And I think that, you know, we we did definitely things went out of balance in regards to um, the positions of power and the places that men held and that women weren't allowed. There was definitely a huge imbalance there. But as we come into balance, we don't want to go the other way where all of a sudden our, you know, it's um, our men are seen seen as limited beings that just want to take over and and destroy the world because that absolutely um, is not the truth. There's many men that are rising to the occasion and that want to be included in all of these opportunities that 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 women are being given right now too and want to understand how it is that we manage to do what we do, which is care about a lot of things all at the same time. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. We're coming to a close here, but something that I just wanted, and maybe this is too abstract a question right now, but something that I think that I really feel, and it was actually uh, President Trump that really did it for me. Um, You know, I think that we basically have attracted what we're seeing today, the degradation of our environment. Um, And, you know, what may actually be the collapse of life as we know it, not that, 
human extinction is inevitable. That's not what I'm saying, but that we are moving into a lot less stable a time and we may have to make a lot more changes and adapt a lot more and we may have to make um, uh, our lifestyle may have to change significantly. So, you know, what we thought we were creating may actually, we may have attracted (laughs) this very thing that is going to take that all away. Do you think that on a global level and what we're seeing, have we actually attracted this? Have we created this? Um, yeah, absolutely. We've created it. <laughs> so, but um, as much as that, you know, pains me to say, but, um, you know, uh, my hope is that, that with that exposure, um, that it will, that things will be made better out of that. So I think we have asked for things to be better. Um, and I, you know, with the promise of Obama and all the, you know, all the things that, you know, I think I was certainly very excited, but I think many people were very excited about the the leaps and bounds that he was making for so many, on so many levels to then fall back to this. It's like, it's kind of like, it's really, it's, it's kind of like how I work with people. It's like, if you have a base that is unsteady, where the energy there, there's something in the energy there that is, that is not working for you. It doesn't matter what you build on top of it. It's still going to, you have to get rid of this stuff, right? You have to get rid of the, 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 the lower energy at the, at the base. Cause if it's there, it doesn't matter what you do at some point, it's going to topple. So uh, I think that's what this is. I think people are asking for more and more of these good, these great things, these, these progressions um, in our world and our, in our politics and our, in our, um, in our society um, in our, you know, in, at, at all different levels. Um, but there is still this crap at the bottom. And so I think he's exposed that and hopefully we will, um, they are strong enough to be able to deal with that, look after that, make a stronger base. So then we can continue to build on that. Beautiful. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Really, really, really well put. And I like what you shared earlier that, that the role of law of attraction in all of this is to, is to not sit in the place, um, yes, face what's happening, but to not sit in the place of anxiety and fear and overwhelm. Do whatever we need to do with those lower feelings Mm -hmm. so that we can create a strong foundation on which to really tune into the energy of our desires. Mm -hmm. Reconnection and expansion and harmony and peace and love and all these things that that deeply um, as spiritual beings and as spiritual beings coming through earthly bodies, we absolutely, absolutely still want. Yeah. Well, and really, we have so much more power than we think we do, right? And so um, uh, there's a tool I've been, I've been sharing with my clients, which is really just about remembering the future. And this has always been a part of what I've done. I think we're just doing it on a, on a more, uh, even more deliberate, more um, regular uh, level or, or a daily as a daily process where you're remembering the future, where it's like, it's like, okay, this is the world I want to be in. This is where I want to, this is what I want to uh, feel. This is what I want to enjoy in my life um, and, in, and in my surroundings. This is what I want to be doing. This is how I want to feel. Again, going back to how do I want to feel. And so just kind of creating that scenario for yourself and on a daily basis, it's just it, it, rather than going into that fear and that anxiety, it's like, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's all, it's all going to heck. Um, 
instead moving into that, well, no, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to, this is how I want it to be. So and feel it. What would that be like? What would our, what would our life, you know, what would our world look like? What would our, our future look like if we were, um, if, you know, CO2 levels were going down, if, you know, all of a sudden we could see some reversals in climate change. What if we could see that, you know, there is this, this mass uh, shift and change in the things that we're doing, the things that we are consuming, the way we are, the way we are, are, are living our lives that are just more in a sustainable way. And so what would, what would that feel like? And, you know, what would my life look like? What would my, what would my kids' life, my family's life, life look like if that was happening? And, you know, and getting to that feeling state. And the more you can be there, and I just call it remembering the future. So the more that you can be there as opposed to in that fear, because both attract, right? Yeah. So the more you can be there. And, and one is as true as the other. It's just, like you say, it's about possibilities, right? Let's make that a probability. And, and what becomes, a you know, from possibility into probability is what you focus on and how you feel about it. Amazing. So look really practically now for anybody that's listening that wants to turn that into a practice. Because remember, that was one of the first pieces of homework you gave me, you know, when you were like, okay, Sarah, how do you want to feel? Now feel that, you know, feel as if the future is already here. So how do you actually do that? So when you say all those things to me, right, and I'm thinking, okay, I look, I look 10 years to the future. And in 10 years time, all these policies are in place. And things are maybe starting to look like they're going to stabilize. And scientists are now saying, wow, we might actually do it. And all these innovative things have been put in place. And I mean, I just, I want to cry with relief. So how do I, let's say what I feel when you say that, is profound relief and gratitude. So do I literally, is the practice literally just visualizing sitting in that and letting the feelings rise up or what, how do you do it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I would actually challenge you not to think that it's 10 years in the future, but just that it's now, right? Mm -hmm. Because we can see things can change really quickly, right? Um, for the good and for the bad, <laughs> right? So why not just again? So, but see that future. So without defining that it's this time frame in the future, right? It's just like, no, this is the, this is how I want it to be. But yes. So in those moments in between that, I just call it the tween zones, right? So where, cause look, we're always having conversations in our head, right? Whether we're aware of them or not, right? Is we're always thinking about stuff where, whether we're kind of ruminating about a, a, a conversation we had or that, you know, the person in traffic who flipped us off or whatever it is, we're always, you know, thinking about stuff, right? And sometimes we're thinking about the good things, but a lot of times we're not. We're focusing on the problems. So it's in those those moments to to go, oh no. Hey, remember when all of a sudden, you know, it all just shifted and changed and these things were, you know, just these things just started to be, they were put in place. It's like, oh, that was such a relief. I just am so thankful it happened. And that's where, you know, just keep going into that as often as you can throughout your day. Beautiful. Amazing. I love that. In the tween moments, too. I don't have to figure out how to set aside an hour to do this. No. No, because that's the thing. It's like, you know, we're all exceptionally busy, right? So that's just the way our lives have set up at this moment, for the most part, for a lot of people. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, ideally, you know, how you have even more impact is by, you know, when you, in the, in the moments that you're, you know, you're, 
you're waking in the moments before you go to sleep and that when you're in that state, uh, the alpha state where you're just uh, coming out of dream or just going into dreams is that that is, uh, that's our most powerful moments. But, and that's great. And that's a great time just to go to sleep with that, with those thoughts or wake up with those thoughts. Right. But, we don't always do that. Sometimes it's like the alarm goes off and it's like, crap, I got to go. <laughs> right? I got I to gotta get going. My day's got to start. Right. So we don't even, we don't necessarily allow ourselves that or, you know, and at the end of, at the end of the day, it's like your, your head hits the pillow and you're out. Right. So there's no, there's not necessarily as opportunity. So yes, the tween zones are, 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 are ideal. We have lots of them, right? It's walking down hallways, driving to work, coming home, right? Um, you know, washing dishes or vacuuming or whatever it is, pulling weeds. Like there, there's those tween zones. Great, great, great tip. Great tip. And it sounds like even then, if I manage five minutes before I fall asleep and five minutes when I first wake up in the morning, I'm hitting that important alpha alpha wave time. Yeah. Great tip. Thank you so much. I was hoping I was going to get a good one like that from you today. That's perfect. That's perfect. So Karen, look, I think we're going to wrap up, but can you tell me, I know you were actually, you have your own podcast channel, don't you? You were like one of the world's first podcasters. Um, well, I, my podcast, the, the, fir- the, the first one that I put out, which is uh, law of attraction tips, um, it was on the top 10 in iTunes and self-help for, um, 12 years. Uh, it actually, iTunes just changed everything. And so it kind of uh, like, it, it's, it's, I don't know where it is now, so it doesn't really matter. It's had like way over 20 million downloads. So that was a law of attraction tips. Um, which I haven't done much with recently, but I, I'm thinking I'm actually may re- revive uh, and, and start doing things with it. But my other podcast is the No Limits Businesswoman. And, uh, and so where I just, I talk about just, you know, again, practical everyday things that you're going to, that we deal with and how to, to move past the limitations of where we're procrastinating and overwhelm, self-sabotage and the imposter syndrome, which is for a lot of women, that's what we go through, you know, and so how do you eliminate that? And it's really through um, the things I talk about in that podcast. And uh, you can find that on on YouTube as well. And then for people that want to work with you more intensively, is it one-on-one people work with you or in a group setting? How does that work? Uh, I have both options. So, um, so yes, the people can work with me in just a group setting um, or one-on-one. And the people that work on one-on-one actually have uh, access to the group, the group pro- process as well, if they have. Um, I just find that a lot of the, the, um, the, the people that I work with don't necessarily have the time to do group to come into the group stuff. So they just want their hit and then, and then, and then go. But uh, yeah. So, um, uh, so yeah, it's, it's and if, and wanting to make a shift in your, in, in your life, whether you're at a turning point, whether or not it's just there, there's a point where it's just like, okay, I, I, w- I know I need to, to be going, I, I know where I want to go. I want to get there faster, right? Or it's just, I'm stuck and um, I need to, I need a shift. Um, you know, as you know, Sarah, I mean, I have some unusual perspectives <laughs> that can uh, change things on a dime. And, uh, and, uh, and also my processes, right? Where, where we just shift and change the energy. That is really what I uh, do is, is when we shift and change the energy, that's when quantum leaps happen. Totally, totally, totally. Thank you so much. So I just want to make sure I'm going to put it in the show notes. But is it KarenLanou.com? Is that the best place for people to find out about you? Um, 
I'm actually going to no limits businesswoman.com. Okay. Perfect. Because right, trying to figure out my last name is always like yeah. you know, a challenge for even people who know me well. <laughs> it's like, what? How do you spell that? So yeah, no limits businesswoman.com. Awesome. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I'll put that in the show notes for people. Oh, also I have a private, I have a private group on a Facebook group um, for women, for business women. So, um, and the easiest way to get there is she is dot me. She is dot me. Perfect. That'll go in the show notes too. Wonderful. Karen, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been so great. I've, yeah, I, it's just brought back all those lovely feelings that I got of, of working with you years ago of just lots of expansion and, and possibility. So thank you, really. You're welcome. And thank you for listening. <laughs> 